Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Classroom Commute Podcast. I'm Rachel, your host, and in this episode, I'm bringing back on Victoria from The Mindful Apple. She has been a guest now several times, think about four times, and she brings to us her expertise on social emotional learning. She'll tell you a little bit about herself in just a minute, but she is going to be talking to us today all about how we teach our students to be positive thinkers and to kind of look at situations in their lives through a positive lens, even those negative situations. So, I'm excited for you to listen in on our conversation and make sure you stick around to the end of the episode because Victoria has been hard at work behind the scenes creating a set of resources for teachers, for classroom teachers, even though she is a social worker, she has created a line of resources specifically for you and I as classroom teachers to use with your students and she's going to tell us about how you can get her resource on positive thinking completely free. So make sure you stick around to the end and we'll tell you all the details. All right, let's jump into the show. Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast, a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. All right, as I mentioned, we are back with Victoria from The Mindful Apple, and we are excited to have her back again to talk about more social-emotional learning skills that we need to be teaching our students in our classroom. Victoria, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks. Glad to be back. Yeah, we're super glad to have you back as well. Actually, the episodes that we recorded together have been some of my most downloaded episodes, so that definitely means that there is a need out there for teachers to learn about this social-emotional learning, so that's really exciting. That is really exciting. I'm glad to hear there's people out there that share our passion. Yeah, so we are heading into a new year. We're we're in the new year. If you're listening to this episode at the time of its release, it's the first episode of 2022. I can't believe we're saying that, 2022. (laughs) But it's a perfect episode to start the year off with because, of course, we want to start our year off with a positive note or on a positive note. And right now, to be honest, there are actually a lot of reasons to not be positive. And whether or not we're trying to, our students are absorbing a lot of the negativity that they're hearing at school and at home and wherever else that they may be going in their day-to-day lives. So we need to be intentional about teaching positive thinking because our students need skills for dealing with all that negativity that they are seeing and hearing in their everyday life. Agreed. And I feel like we all need that reminder. So if we're feeling that negativity all around us, we know that our students are feeling it too. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes they don't know what to do with all that negativity Mm -hmm. that they're hearing either. So like I said, we've got to get them the skills so they can deal with it head on. And we know that it's not enough to just model social emotional learning skills. We have to explicitly teach them. I mean, it's of course, it goes hand in hand. We want to be talking about it and modeling for our students these skills. But for young kids, direct instruction is so incredibly important for success in applying these skills to their everyday lives. So we've got to give them those tools and strategies and lots and lots of practice. And that's why we have you here today. (laughs) But before we dive into all things positive thinking, just remind everybody for those who may be joining us for the first time, it's been actually several weeks, so we could all use a little reminder. Just give us a little rundown about who you are and how you help teachers. Sure. I am Victoria. I am the creator behind The Mindful Apple. I'm a school social worker and I work in elementary schools. I specifically work with students 
building those social emotional learning coping skills. I work with teachers to help them turnkey those skills in their classroom to their students. I do a lot of behavioral interventions, crisis management, really building that toolbox for students and teachers alike to implement the best coping skills and strategies to help them be successful. If you want to find more about The Mindful Apple or continue our conversation, you can find me at The Mindful Apple on Instagram, on TPT. My shop is The Mindful Apple and my blog and website is themindfulapple.com. Awesome. Thanks. So talk to us again briefly about what skills you're referring to or what we are referring to when we say SEL or social emotional learning before we dive in today about specifically about positive thinking. Give us a brief overview. So I like to think of social emotional learning is that foundation to all learning. So you have to be regulated. You have to have some type of baseline where you're at before you can learn more information. I think that when a child starts their school day, they have to be regulated so they can learn. That's the basis of SEL. And then when you take it a little step further to talk about developing those social emotional learning skills, you're developing a framework of learning to help you be not just a successful learner at school, but a successful individual in life overall. Yeah, so tell us some of those skills that we're talking about. Sure, so I know last time we talked a little bit about growth mindset. Today we're obviously going to be talking about positive thinking. Some of the other SEL skills include humor and laughter because it's important to remember to laugh and to have a sense of humor. That's definitely a coping skill and sometimes we overlook the importance of that. There is um, the emotional regulation and the self-awareness of just knowing about your emotions. Mindfulness is really important. That's a big buzzword you hear, but if you really unpack the meaning and the benefits of mindfulness, that is a huge part of SEL. There's social problem solving, social relational skills. I mean, the list really goes on and on. Yeah, definitely. And you've already given us that SEL foundation back in episode 86. So we don't have to take the time now. But I do encourage if you didn't hear that foundation episode where we really just kind of talked about social and emotional learning as a general term, definitely go back and listen to episode 86. And like she mentioned, we talked about growth mindset in episode 93, which was one of the social emotional learning skills. So tell me why is positive thinking such a great follow up to the growth mindset skill? Yeah, I think when I was thinking about this line, I felt that growth mindset really paved the way for positive thinking. So growth mindset was the first one. Positive thinking just really made sense to come second. I feel that growth mindset in itself displays positive thinking with its can-do, don't-give-up framework. People might not think that positive thinking is a skill to actually be taught. They just kind of think it's a mindset we sometimes have, but you can indeed teach positive thinking. Some individuals are wired to be more positive and some need a little more practice in this area. But either way, it's important to note that positive thinking is a practice that everyone can learn and everyone can benefit from. Yeah, I certainly have to work at positive thinking myself. It certainly doesn't come naturally to me. And I can be a little bit of a, a negative Nelly. I always go to the worst case scenarios. So, so how does one practice positive thinking other than say, think positively? asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. How do we practice something that seems like you either have it or you don't? So positive thinking, yeah, like you would imagine, it is the practice of focusing on the good. And like most habit, it takes repeated practice. So if you're saying you're kind of prone to go towards a negative, you might need a little more practice to stay at the positive. But like all things growth mindset, don't give up. You can do it even if you can't do it yet. (laughs) Positive thinking approaches unpleasantness in a way that's positive and productive. There's one point where I list all the benefits of positive thinking in this little positive thinking fact sheet in this unit. And it says, think positive, 
talk positive, feel positive. Yeah, it's kind of like that watch your thoughts because they become your words and watch your words because they become your actions and so on. Your actions become your habits and your habits become who you are as a person. So I think the whole idea of thinking positively first really kind of sets the tone for everything else to come. When you think positive thoughts, you're going to start to talk positively to the people around you, which then of course is going to impact them and their thinking. And when you use your words appropriately they influence your actions and the actions of others so yeah i really like that approach of thinking about thing unpleasantness as you said in a positive way absolutely yeah i like that you brought up that quote because ultimately at the end of that quote it's talking about it's developing your character so positive thinking really can shape who you are it's shaping how you interact with yourself and with other people you know when working with students on positivity you have to teach them to think it and talk it and feel it just like I said positive thinking is done with real-time practice it definitely uses perspective taking so like that old adage is the glass half empty or half full there are pros and cons negatives and positives to all situations and having this practice really helps build resilience and a healthy outlook Let me give you an example. I recently worked with a third grade student who shared he was having a bad day. So I asked him, well, why? You know, why is your day bad today? And he shared because it was a Monday. So I know we're all probably thinking, yeah, yeah, we all know the feeling of when you have a case of the Mondays. But he went on to share that Mondays are always bad days. He said Mondays mean bad luck days. He was literally writing a narrative in his head that set up his day to not go well. And that's the opposite of positive thinking. That's actually super negative. So I worked with him to rewrite that internal narrative. Sure, Mondays are hard. I actually shared with him that it was hard for me to get out of bed that day. And some days are really hard. But not all days or all All Mondays are bad days. This student in particular, he struggles with positivity. So this is a unit that actually has been perfect and been really beneficial for him. He has rehearsed a lot of negativity and there has been a lot of negativity thrown his way in life. So it's kind of reinforced his negative thinking. So I'm working with him to interrupt that cycle and start a practice of positive thinking. Despite the times that there, you know, there is still negativity in his life. Not everything that happens to us can be a reason to be unhappy. And that is really where this work takes off. Remember that there can be positive amongst the hardship, the disappointment, the hurt, because that is real life. And positivity teaches the resilience despite those hard bad luck Mondays. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And I like what you said about he had rehearsed a lot of negativity. I think we are all so guilty of that. You know, we because you know your example of of the Mondays Mm -hmm. we tell ourselves and I think teachers are I don't know maybe it's just because the environment that I'm in I'm around a lot of teachers we always talk about like the Sunday blues and And it's like scary yeah Yeah. exactly and we we for sure set ourselves up there we rehearse that week after week after week so of course Mondays are going to come around and we are going to have that same feeling again and again that Mondays are going to be bad. And so I can totally relate to that. And, you know, rewriting the narrative. I like what you said there about that, because I am so guilty of that all or nothing attitude, Mm -hmm. you know, like all Mondays are bad or all this is bad and everything's going to go wrong. But when we start to think about it, you're right. Not all Mondays are bad. And, you know, there are Christmas breaks with Mondays right? (laughs) or or summers with Mondays. Exactly. They're not all bad. And 
when we start to practice that instead, we're setting ourselves up for more and more success. And we're, we're also starting to erase some of that negativity that is so apparent in our lives. Yeah, you have the power to break these bad thought habits. And that's really important to teach kids like you're not in control of every situation. You can't erase all the negative things, but you are in control of your own thoughts. You are in control of your own reactions. So you can break that cycle of negativity in your own mind. Yeah, and I really like your approach to a lot of this social emotional learning where you are not trying to teach students to, you know, there is no bad and everything is happy and it's great and right. life is good because that just simply is not a reality. And so I like your approach on how you acknowledge the negativity, you acknowledge the hard times, and then you come up with these coping skills and strategies to move past them or to deal with them or to continue your life even when those things are going on. Sure. And I think that's that's when these skills are really going to stick because you're teaching them in real life scenarios how to use them and acknowledging real life is going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I also liked how you you know, in your example that you gave, you kind of served as this positivity partner for that Mm -hmm. student. And, you know, sometimes it just takes somebody else pointing out the obvious, because of course, if we stop and think about it, of course, not all Mondays are bad or whatever the situation is, you know. So pointing out that positivity and being his positivity partner really helps to for, for us to kind of see things in a different light. And, you know, for myself, um, you know, my husband serves as that positivity partner for me. Often I'll come out of my office feeling like, oh, this is not going right, or I just can't get this to work the way I want it to work. And he is often that person that reminds me, well, don't forget about this that happened that, you know, is going right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do that for him too in his personal situations, because I think when we are removed from the situation, you know, you're removed from that child's negative things that are maybe going on in his life. So you can kind of look at things in the way that he might not be able to look at at them because he's so ingrained in that negativity. So having that positive partner seems to be key. Sure. Yeah. It's like you're broadening someone's perspective. And as you were just talking about that, I'm thinking, you know what? I think I'm a lot of people's positivity <laughs> partner. You are. You are for sure. <laughs> I think that, you know, a powerful, practical practice for positive thinking is those affirmations so that's something that maybe you as a positivity partner or as a teacher or as a spouse or as a friend whatever your role may be when you're kind of challenging someone's negative thinking is to teach them how to do affirmations we can benefit from this as teachers and counselors and social workers too these can be daily affirmations or in this particular resource of positive thinking there's a practice for morning and evening affirmations the words we tell ourselves the intention the tone that we start and end our days this is really really powerful this is that narrative this is the internal dialogue that we're listening to and we can teach kiddos this teaching them that they can and do have control over their days specifically over their thoughts their words and their actions yeah I love that and you know one of the things that I'm noticing as we've had these conversations about social emotional learning skills and um, you know positive thinking being one of them a lot of what you are saying is that we a lot of the practice that you're suggesting comes in the form of how we are talking to ourselves and you know with growth mindset a lot of the personal narrative is telling ourselves that we may not know how to do something yet but we can with practice and intention and so this approach is so accessible using our words and practicing you know those positive affirmations Mm -hmm. that's so accessible for students because they don't need anything else but their thoughts and words to put the skills into practice. Yeah, there's a lot of noise out there and the loudest voice that we hear is our own voice in our own head. So if we can shape this for students, 
this is really huge. I can't stress this enough because there's a lot of adults. I know a lot of people in my own life that don't have these skills. And I think that's what really fuels my passion for SEL is like, I see what it's like when kids grow up and don't have this and become adults. And there's definitely like some skill deficits there. So yeah, I can't stress enough how important these skills are. I just feel very passionate about it because I think that when you have a healthy internal dialogue in your own head, nobody can take that from you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's break this down a little bit more because we've talked kind of like about the foundation of positive thinking and you know what it looks like in our minds. But what does this look like in our classrooms? Yeah, it's definitely that explicit teaching that we kind of touched on before. Um, and again, it's not ignoring that there's negative and hard stuff. It's it's really teaching students that you can find positivity despite the hard negative things and despite the disappointments or setback. Positive thinking has its place in social emotional learning and it's right at the foundation. So I like to say it's cuddled up right next to growth <laughs> mindset, like we said, <laughs> empowering those learners to persevere, to not give up, to look for the good in themselves. And in in others and in circumstances. The SEL Essential Series here is really committed to raising well-adjusted, good human beings. For example, one thing that you could do every day in your classroom is those affirmations that I touched upon. You can start the day where either the kids can do morning seat work, stating their morning affirmation. You can have an affirmation as a class. You can do it at the tail end of the day or before a weekend saying their affirmation You know, for the weekend. It's helping them create that dialogue and practice those skills because that's not something that comes naturally to anybody, really. You have to learn how to do affirmations. So they're going to be learning that from you in class. There's another activity you can do where you present a situation and it's that glass half full, half empty scenario. You can give them a scenario and encourage them to look at it from both sides. So one example that I include in the actual resource is like a rainy day. So a rainy day can be really disappointing because it can cancel plans or it can cancel recess or your sports game got rained out or something. But there's also really good parts of rain. It waters the earth. Your flowers will grow. It helps farmers provide food. It may seem kind of silly at first to practice that for kids if they're not used to it, but those are really powerful examples and teaches them to approach a situation from two sides. So maybe if they're looking at the negative, if that's coming naturally to them, you can reflect back on that activity and say, oh, remember, there's also a positive side of this. What could that be? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts going through my head right now as you said all that. One of the things when you were first talking about stating your affirmation, I think that would be so helpful for those students who are a little more apprehensive with sharing because when when you're first starting this with your students, I think students are going to think like, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to write down. But as they hear other people talking, I think... That gives them ideas and it also like trains their mind on how to talk positively. So I think I think the whole idea of sharing and saying things out loud is super important, especially if if your students are doing this for the first time, they've got to hear what positive talk actually sounds like. And so obviously it's going to be great coming from the teacher, but it's also going to make a big impact when they hear it from their classmates as well. So like saying it out loud, I think that's really, really big. And then I also really liked what you said about, you know, giving them the scenarios with the half full, um, half empty glass and kind of being intentional with some examples that would make sense to them. But I also think with that, 
teachers need to be super intentional about when something authentically comes up in the classroom exactly you know and yeah. and stopping whatever they're doing and saying okay let's do a half glass half full you know maybe you, that could be even like a catchphrase in your classroom yeah. like let's do half glass half full um not half glass half full half I know, full I half em- wrong too. <laughs> half full half empty whatever it is um you know saying like okay let's let's talk about this right now and really in real time in an authentic situation that's where like the true learning and the true practice is going to happen. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, as a mom, I find myself doing this a lot with my own children at home. So when we're faced with a scenario, I, you know, I'll validate them and say, yeah, I get that this is really disappointing. You're allowed to be disappointed. And then we can kind of look at it from you know, two sides. I remember back in March 2020 when everything literally shut down and we were at home and it's like, oh my gosh, this is scary or uncertain. And there were so many different feelings. I feel like my family did a really nice job finding the silver lining during that time. And actually I've, I've talked to a lot of people who felt the same way. I mean, nobody, don't get me wrong. Nobody's singing COVID's praises, believe me. (laughs) Um, But I do think that people found little glimmers of positivity during a really negative time. And that's exactly what we're talking about here totally and you know something else that i'm hearing you saying is that a lot of these sel skills work together to support other sel skills you know we we have to teach them in isolation so that they can really get grounded in those skills like positive thinking and intentionally practice them but then we can also show students how we can intertwine them and allow them to work together we've already mentioned how you know growth mindset and positive thinking go hand in hand but you know throw in mindfulness there Mm -hmm, too mm -hmm. i think it, it just is again, illustrates so much how important it is that we teach these skills so that they can build upon each other, you know, support one another, meaning the skills themselves supporting one skill and another. And I just think that's kind of where it all comes together. Yeah, I agree. I think that when you have that strong foundation, then you're going to build that SEL success. Like I think of a parallel example of like math. So we're teaching, you know, number sense. And then when they get a grasp of numbers and they can count, then you teach adding and subtracting and you build on that with multiplying and dividing. And the better those rudimentary foundational skills, the more successful they're going to be at math. It's the same with SEL. They have to get those basic skills and then those skills complement each other. They build upon one another. They strengthen one another. And before you knew it, you have a you have a highly functioning social emotional student. Yeah, absolutely. And just like all those skills that you mentioned, they take years upon years to, you know, when it, when I would teach fourth grade, I had to review the third grade skills mm-hmm. first before I could move mm-hmm. on to the fourth grade skills. So it really is like it's just a lifelong process. And so the sooner we start it, the sooner it becomes ingrained in their everyday life. Yeah. And think how intentional we are about, again, like teaching math to build on those skills. We have to be just as intentional now more than ever for all these social emotional learning skills, these coping strategies, the self-awareness, the emotional regulation, those things have to be built on and taught over and over again. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, this has been really a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I think teachers are going to walk away with, you know, some new insight. And obviously nothing that we've talked about today is a totally new idea. Mm -hmm. But I think talking about it sometimes just brings it back to the forefront and it just helps us to, you know, think about how we actually are being intentional about being positive. So this has been a really, really great conversation. 
And I know that you don't like to come empty handed oh, of course not. when you come to the <laughs> podcast. So I know you have something that you put together for everybody. So go ahead and tell them a little bit about it. Yeah. So if you check the show notes, you'll see I have linked there three positivity classroom posters. These are some of my favorite posters from the SEL series. I have them up in my office and um, I've given them out to teachers and to students alike. They're colorful. There's catchy sayings on them. It's really just those visuals for promoting the positivity. And then all you listeners who grab those posters you'll be entered in a giveaway to actually win the complete unit of positive thinking for your classroom yay that's awesome yeah. thank you so much for that i know that it's going to be a great unit that's going to impact a lot of students so make sure you go over to the show notes you grab those posters if nothing else grab the posters and as a bonus you might just win the entire resource and i know that this is just one unit in the series that you are working on i know this is it's not completed yet but you're working on a year-long curriculum all about social emotional learning skills yep. so which ones do you have out right now that you have available for anybody who is looking to really intentionally practice these skills with their students yes as you said this is going to be an entire year-long curriculum that's still being built so right now available at the mindful apple store is growth mindset positive thinking humor and laughter my emotions and new to be released very soon is uh, maybe my favorite yet i know i'm I'm biased, but is the mindfulness unit, which has some new features that I'm really excited about, including a guided practice, a video, and some really great surprises. Yeah, I love it. And all those skills that she just mentioned, we're going to also be talking about here on the podcast in the upcoming months. She is going to be coming back about every six weeks or so to unpack a new skill. So we've already covered growth mindset. We did positive thinking today, and you'll just have to stay tuned to see what's coming up next month as we uncover another skill. Well, again, thank you so much for coming to the show again, Victoria. This has been great and sharing your expertise with us and helping to support teachers in their classrooms. Oh, yeah, of course. I love being here, and I love that you guys are all committed to SEL in your classrooms. All right. Well, there you have it, your episode on positive thinking. So make sure you take these tidbits that you've learned today and implement them in your classroom and definitely head over to the show notes, grab those free posters and enter to win the full unit. And be sure to check out all of the other resources that are in this line, because like we've said before, this is a super important thing that you're doing in your classroom. I know it feels like just one more thing to do with your students, but it really does set the foundation for the rest of the day and for really your students' lives going forward. So make sure you make SEL a priority in your classroom. All right, I hope you have a great rest of the day and I'll be back again next week with another episode. Bye for now.